So we are now entering into the fifth week of Easter. This season between Easter and Pentecost has always been for our church a time of mystagogy, a time where the newly baptized would have the mysteries of the faith broken open to them uh, more deeply. And so here at St. Bernadette, as, as your pastor, uh, I've been uh, doing this. On the second uh, Sunday of Easter, you may recall, I broke open for us how it is that the Mass is our most common opportunity to experience God's forgiveness. And I broke open by going through the Mass how, how we throughout the Mass, are petitioning God uh, for his mercy and celebrating that God stands ready to shower us with it. And it all culminates with the reception of communion, so long as we bring contrition to the whole thing. Well, on this fifth Sunday of Easter, now that we're more than halfway through this mystagogy season, I want to help us get a deeper understanding of something else that we do all the time as Catholics, but maybe don't think about. Today, I want to explore with you a deeper meaning of the Lord's Prayer. We pray it all the time. It's probably the first prayer you remember remembering. Maybe mom and dad were at your bedside when you were a kid teaching the Lord's Prayer. I know I've been in hospitals and people almost comatose. But as soon as I start praying the Lord's Prayer, all of a sudden they're right there with me. It's a powerful prayer. It is really the core mission statement of Catholicism. So... To understand the Lord's Prayer even more deeply, I think it's important for us to understand that this foundational prayer that Jesus taught his disciples when they said, Lord, teach us how to pray, this foundational prayer is more than just words we say but actually it's about how we live our discipleship. You know, the Lord's Prayer is basically five asks of God, five petitions. And if we want to understand the depths of it, I think it's found in its first preeminent petition. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, hallowed be thy name. You know, hallowing God's name, and that's not a verb you, you hear at the Kroger's very much, but hallowing God's name is much more than simply not swearing with it. Hallowing God's name means understanding and then doing what the prophet Ezekiel said on God's behalf. 
almost 26 centuries ago now. To help me break this open, I uh, went back and reread Father Lofink's little book, The Our Father, A New Reading. Listen again to what God says to us through that prophet Ezekiel. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you have profaned among them. And the nation shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God when through you I display my holiness before their eyes. God goes on to say through the prophet, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I gave to your ancestors and you shall be my people and I will be your God. All of that is what hallowing God's name is. The prophet Ezekiel teaches us that to hallow God's name, we are asking God to accept the people of God, assemble that people from their dispersion, make that people again to be one people, give that people a new heart, and fill that people with Holy Spirit. All of that is what Jesus means when he teaches us to pray, hallowed be thy name. We, when we pray that, we are asking God for unity. And all that follows in the Lord's prayer serves that unity, God's will being done, trusting in God's daily care, forgiving one another, and deliverance from evil that would divide us. You see, praying 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, is praying that our whole existence as the new covenant people of God serve unity. And this is the very thing that Jesus himself prayed for the night when he established the Holy Eucharist to nourish us for the journey. Jesus prayed, I pray, Father, that they be one as you and I are one. You see? Hallowed be thy name is a prayer that we be one in God. Understand what you're saying then when you pray the Lord's Prayer. You know, Mother Church in her wisdom has a very good reason why she has the priest introduce the Lord's Prayer at Mass with the words, we dare to say, we dare to say. Think about this. When we pray, when you pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Who is doing the hallowing? Is it God? Is it you? It's both. Speaking these words means, therefore, that I am praying, I am actually praying that nothing gets in the way of the unity that God deserves. So, this is where the dare comes in. If I am not myself contributing to God's desired unity for God's people, that I am in fact praying that God get me out of his way. Ouch. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. No matter what it takes, Our communion with one another at this altar of ours is a witness to the world of our desire to hallow God's name. This morning, as is our custom here at St. Bernadette, we are also offering a special blessing for marriage anniversaries for everyone this go-round that was married in April, May, or June. Busy wedding season, typically. But it's very fitting that we do it today because marriage is a sacrament of our church which is a sacrament of unity, of two becoming one. It's a sacrament that bears witness 
to Jesus' relationship with Mother Church. The bridegroom and the bride becoming one. Celebrating this married love that hallows God's name because that is what you living the sacrament of marriage are doing, by the way. As Jesus would say, see the Father's works and believe. We see you in your marriages. We see the work of hallowing the Father's name, of becoming one. 